listening to CPR. My name is Rex. And my name is Josh. Welcome back to CPR, guys. Thank you for tuning in. Yes, that was like the second time we had to do that because I messed it up the first time. Thank you guys for showing up today. We have loads of awesome content. Loads. Um, Rex, uh, before the program, was um, saying how his head was feeling kind of light. So we are going to bog him down with tons of insightful content that Absolutely. will um, leave him feeling thought provoked and heavy. Drain the helium from your mind and fill it with lead. That's what we do here on CPR. All right, helium. Filling okay. your mind with lead. So, hey, Rex, have you seen like the commercials on TV that um, that's for like pray.com or something where it no. advertises James Earl Jones reading the Bible to you as you go, uh, go to sleep? I would love that. That sounds <laughs> to, amazing. Just imagine, <laughs> I am your father <laughs> who art in heaven. <laughs> Just, this is the gospel of Luke. <laughs> just great. as you drift to sleep, oh, do not go to the dark That would be awesome, side. honestly. I know. I, I just thought that How was How much cool. is that? I'm going to look that up while we begin our discussion of our weeks. All right. Do you want me go to, to go first then, Rex? I will go first okay. because I will say this week for me has been filled with work and that's about it. Nothing particularly eventful. Although um, I have been without power steering in my car for about three weeks now oh, no. and um my dad did we were trying to replace it and he ended up just unplugging the module and plugging it back in and it worked again so i was able to save myself like a, almost two hundred dollars nice so, when... i i don't know what happened there but i'm glad to have um a, a vehicle with power steering i it's... mean that seems to be the fix-all with technology doesn't it you just like unplug it and it just automatically works yeah for sure like I, and we tried unplugging the battery and stuff, which is what you're supposed to do to reset the module, and mm -hmm. that didn't work. So apparently uh, unplugging a different part of it helped. Interesting. So I feel like when I start to not work, then I just need to get unplugged. And That's not how that works. It's not how it works. Oh, you're not man. plugged in to begin with, Josh. But I'm plugged into brain support. Um, that's how it is. I don't think that's how spinal cords work. Okay, so in my week... <laughs> So um, my dad has uh, work sold some land to a local YMCA and they built it Ooh. recently. So uh, they gave uh, all my uh, the employees at my dad's work a free membership for their families. So naturally, we're like, hey, freebies. Now, we are not necessarily a YMCA family, if that's a thing. But so we go and uh, we're like, oh, we need to sign up, blah, blah, blah. So the guy mm -hmm. at the front desk is like, you look clueless here. Let me give you a tour. <laughs> uh, so he shows us the basketball court, all the weight rooms, things like that. There's a nice pool. I'll get to later. Ooh. Um, and so, you know, like in certain gyms and stuff, there's a track circling the top of the gym, right? Mm -hmm. So on the second story. So there was this uh, weird looking machine at the end. And you're like, whoa, what is that? So my mother is like, <laughs> ask, she's like, is that a ball return? Or why? No, she asked, why is that ball return up here? And oh. <laughs> he's like, man, that's not a ball return. It's a stretching machine. Oh. And so it's basically this rack. It's medieval <laughs> torture device Ooh. in the YMCA. Ooh. So <laughs> Rex's um, eyes got wide there. I he, like medieval torture devices. Yes, They're kind of cool. Yes, you do. They're also terrifying. But So recently I've been going swimming. So you go to the pool. It's 
it's only goes to five feet so it's not too deep but they have like the laps and stuff that you know um but i uh for some reason haven't been bringing goggles so you know you can't see when you're going underwater if you don't have goggles i can uh, of course you can with my fish eyes oh your fish eyes um but so i have a problem i guess going straight in my lane <laughs> so i like shoot off and then i like I'm swimming and then I hit one side of the rope and I correct <laughs> and I just hit the other side. Now I go back and forth about seven times before I reach the end of my lane. Josh swimming <laughs> is like bowling with the bumpers on. It just goes boing. No, it's like my life is a pinball here. <laughs> but uh, for the life of me, I couldn't go straight without... Um, without hitting the ropes and oh, no. they, they aren't like the soft ropes that you'd like hit your slam your hand against and it would feel good right these are the hard plastic you slam your hand you like kind of scrape it too so yeah i'm gonna bring goggles next time <laughs> i've looked it up um james earl jones reads the bible king james version is uh only 15 dollars if you get it on audible which Ooh. is not a, a bad deal, I will say. Or if you get a free trial of Audible, you get it for free, which is pretty sweet. Is that how free trials work? Um, yeah, because they give you a free audiobook, nice. which is pretty sweet. I haven't discovered if you can get a uh, a CD copy of this wonderful event, which would be even cooler. But um, I guess I'll have to keep an eye out no, for that. No, it's, it's only um, available in Hologram. Oh, yes. Hologram. That's how uh, of James Earl Jones. all of the things work. James Earl Jones reads the Bible. Uh, King James Version of the New Testament audio CD for $43. Whoa. I'll stick with the Audible one for 15 <laughs> Nice. Still a stellar deal if you want Darth Vader to read you the Bible. Yeah, um, definitely. <laughs> All right, Josh, what do you have for us today? All right, to get to in this awesome podcast, the Dems have taken control of the government. What do we do and what do we say about it? Well, that's all coming up. Um, also, does God still work miracles? <gasps> now, we see a lot of miracles or we read about them a lot in the Bible, but do those carry on into the modern day? We'll get to that. And then also, how to be homeschooled and somehow still cool. Rex and I will give you the breakdown on how not to achieve that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we'll get all to that first. But first, let's let's go to our topic of the day, Joe Biden. Now, Joe Biden. of course, we have to say President Biden now. And it, it kind of has. No, we don't. No, we don't. We can say Joe Biden, that's his name. Oh, but out of respect, I feel. But okay, we can say good old Uncle Joe. Yeah. Um. I mean, I called Trump Donald Trump or just Trump. That Obama. is true. His name was Barack Obama. I, I have no, I'm on a first name basis with all of these people. So if they have a problem with that, they can take that up with me. Yeah. So all the, pre uh, Rex is like the Billy Graham to the presidents of the modern era. Uh, they just come to him for all their troubles. Uh, Joe Biden has uh, contacted uh, Rex already about 18 times. Ah, yes. Me and Billy Graham are so similar. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a world-famous evangelist. That's me. Yep, that's Rex. Thank you to all of our listeners around the world that are making me the Billy Graham of the modern age. <laughs> yep. All right, so um, Biden's inauguration was this past week. It was really interesting because it was the first inauguration uh, without 
you know lots of people there um or at least uh the first in recent history i don't know all inaugurations to speak to that good on people for trying to social distance i guess yeah so um people were uh, not allowed anywhere near the event um basically uh the military took over washington dc um in the fear that the donald trump would use the military to take over uh joe biden took over with the military so <laughs> that kind of solved itself um but in in place of of um, all the people that would otherwise have gone to the thrilling event of seeing uh, Joe Biden inaugurated, um, they put flags instead um, to represent each of the citizens that would be there. Interesting. Um, and there were about six flags in Tolu. Just kidding. Six there were, flags. <laughs> there were a lot of flags. There was a six flags? No rags. Oh, man. What would have been cool is if they'd gotten um well a obviously roller coasters for six flags but b if they'd gotten a cardboard cutout of everybody in the united states and just put them in the bleachers place bleachers. area i don't know maybe this is like a football stadium <laughs> but just had them like lined on the streets just cardboard cutouts of people that would have been great you know if the, my cardboard cutout i would have been blinking or something like that you know they would have gotten a bad picture of me it's like, <laughs> i thought you were gonna say the cardboard cutout was blinking and it was like, <laughs> oh that, that was creepy no, uh, creepy animated cardboard <laughs> But um, so, yeah, that was that was interesting to have um, had have nobody there. So I took the pain of looking oh, the pain. So I watched Joe Biden's speech live and uh, you hear a lot in the media. Oh, my goodness. It was the most amazing inaugural address I have ever heard. I blissfully avoided all news of the inauguration throughout the day. And it was so nice. Rex um, went was able to go to sleep peacefully unlike the rest of us yes. that suffered through it with my passion for current events i just kind of hung out <laughs> so i um i watched it and i made the mistake of not taking any notes Ooh. so what did i have to do i had to go back and, and look watch at it the again transcript Ooh, that's worse and uh, yeah so i had um why read... didn't you just watch it again <laughs> that was, I, I don't know uh it just i could at least hear myself <laughs> I guess skimming it. it was better than suffering through yeah um, but it was it was a moderately short speech. Um, everyone's like, "Oh, he is, his calls for unity were so unifying." And um, wow. Uh, so I I went through and I circled some things that I wanted to just draw a little bit of attention to. Um, so yeah, let's let's look at these. Um, the will. Here, this is Joe Biden speaking. The will of the people has been heard, and the will of the people has been heeded. We have learned that, again, that democracy is precious. Democracy is fragile. At this hour, my friends, democracy has prevailed. Now, thanks for stuttering a couple times in there just to add to the realism. <laughs> it's like he's here with us. Absolutely. Anything to add to the, the immersiveness ah, yes. of CPR. We're here for the immersion, Josh. <laughs> um, but democracy is fragile and democracy has prevailed. That's like saying I got elected president. It's like duh if people voted for you which actually is kind of in dispute anyway but um if according to his theory that he got the majority of the votes duh that's just saying like saying people voted for me thank you for it's just i'm i'm sorry i don't understand what that was supposed i mean to he say. also said thank you for voting for me yeah. uh, at least at some point afterwards so um here here's another thing it says a cry for survival comes from the planet itself 
a cry that can't be any more desperate or any more clear. Rex, have you been hearing um, those cries from the planet recently? Yes. Yeah, those. Uh, it's kind of irritating, especially when I'm trying to go to b- bed. You just hear... Yeah, trees screech at me as I walk by. It's terrifying. That's mm-hmm. for other reasons, though. Oh, okay. Uh, here's, here's another thing. And now, a rise in political extremism, Ooh. white supremacy, domestic terrorism that we must confront and we will defeat. Now, we hear domestic terrorism and we're saying, oh, yeah, that's not good, right? Domestic terrorism, that that's not good. Um, but what is he referring to here? He's not referring to necessarily normal domestic terrorists of what we think would go up and shoot a school oh, or so we're talking like wacky domestic terrorism not just your run-of-the-mill stuff yeah, so um what no so he's referring to trump supporters in a whole as a whole here because mm. he in previous addresses and speeches has called all, uh, trump supporters a bunch of white supremacists and he's not mm. you might think he's just maybe referencing what happened at the capitol but he wasn't even stopping there with with that so um yeah. i will just add three notes uh yes there's a problem with white supremacy in america no not all trump supporters are white supremacists i, I would say a pretty small number of them are and thirdly um despite the fact that there is a problem joe biden is not the solution to that problem <laughs> and those are my thoughts on the issue of white supremacy moving on but um, so it's it's he's trying to label Trump supporters as white supremacists instead of the. I mean, honestly, there are a few wackos out there that believe that in white supremacy and that's not right. Mm-hmm. But that is made to be a bigger majority of people than it actually is. It is mm-hmm. a far, far small majority, uh, not majority, a small percentage of people. Um. So here's another excerpt from his speech. Uh, Joe Biden says, we will all need our strength to preserve through this dark winter. Persevere? Uh, persevere, that's what I meant to say. <laughs> we will all need our strength to persevere through this dark winter. I was emphasizing what Joe Biden actually said. Oh, got it. <laughs> uh, we are entering what may well be the toughest and deadliest period of the virus. You know what? Good for Joe Biden for going out on a hopeful note. I just want to say props to him for encouraging the country and being a leader and stepping out and saying we will get through this well i Um, i would say props to him at least for trying to be realistic because what what i was hearing from a lot of the conservative media throughout the election is oh once joe biden is elected all the virus is gonna just go away and clearly with a statement like that that's not happening at least yet so props to him for at least trying to be realistic i will say that's what you think but this is from cnn um so they or they have their daily or uh, coronavirus tracking, you know, right? Where they track how many people uh, got new cases, how many people got the death sentence, I guess, uh, how many people died. And um, so and this past week, um, the cases happened to uh, the new cases happened to go down in some areas. And guess who was praised for that? Good old Uncle Joe, because he did nothing. No, <laughs> no, but this is you know, uh, this is good news if you're Joe Biden, <laughs> because uh, just by nature of Joe Biden being in office, that is <laughs> the coronavirus is quaking in its boots. Um, 
Yeah, but uh, so here is my message to those beyond our borders. America has been tested and we come out stronger for it. Now, tested like he would you think maybe is this the virus? I mean, tested by what? Uh, Just like. I don't know, like the virus effect that affected the world. I mean, (laughs) or I think he's uh, America elected a weird, strange orange man, and we have come out better, um, stronger for it. This just the yeah. I mean, if you just like look at uh, if we uh, this is a time of testing. We face an attack on democracy and on truth. Attack on democracy. Like how? Who's attacking democracy here? Like, where do you see that? I, I um, all of the there. He means an attack on Democrats. Oh, I see. Mm-hmm. I see. You just kind of have to push through the translation right there. Attack on democracy is an anime, I'm sure. Oh, okay. Uh, so just just a lot of things that I, I I just wanted to go through those real quick. And it was it was a short speech. I mean, it's yeah. okay to be a short speech. Yeah, I I see nothing wrong with short speeches. I am I, fully in support of them. More uh, so short speeches for president. Um, mostly maybe because Joe Biden might have fallen asleep before the yeah. end of his speech. But um, I think I saw Bill Clinton was asleep halfway through. Bill, um, Bill's getting up there. He he needs to take his naps. But it was um, so. Uh, Throughout the speech, um, Joe calls for unity. And what he's really calling for, he's like, um, it's conformity. It's not unity. It's either agree with us or be silenced. And we mm. see this via social media and other things. What do you think about the calls for unity? Um, I think unity is a great um, game development engine. But in terms of the United States, I think it's very important for us all to um for us all to be united and that's not going to happen until people actually want it and it might still not happen but it doesn't seem like people actually want unity <laughs> like like you said people want conformity on both sides that's what i'm seeing i'm not seeing a whole lot of striving for true unity which is kind of sad yeah, so it's it's there's not just the fact unity. that I'm saying both sides because we've decided there are two factions in the United States is just more evidence for the fact that there is a lack of wanting unity. I mean, like on a lot of issues, there are two sides. I yeah, mean, that's that's just basically the way that way it is. I mean, you could argue for a third party, but you're either going to heaven or hell. There's no. But um, libertarians ask for a third option uh, in their prayers, right, Rex? No, no, <laughs> that's not how that works. Oh, okay, um, but I mean, there. I don't know. But uh, so, speaking of unity, I had one more thing, and we could move on. Uh, but so, Nancy Pelosi. Uh, this is our most a really recent quote. She says, um, in regards to impeaching Trump, impeaching and removing Trump is necess. Uh, sorry, let me say that word right. Necessary, necessary. for unity. What? <laughs> How? What could be more disunifying than? impeaching somebody that half the country voted for um 
got to got to go with your definition of unity sometimes yeah, but it's just like <laughs> what are you striving for there um by the way uh the most uh, tyrannical regimes in basically um, the world today we have iran and china we're celebrating trump leaving office mm. not a good sign if you ask me um do you have anything else to add about this rex no i don't think i do all right cool um Let's moving on to our next topic. I next wanted, topic. I, I thought this was really interesting. Does God still work miracles? Rex, why don't you take this real quick? What do you think? Yes. Okay. Moving on to our next what topic. What is our next? <laughs> <laughs> but I, I want to think about this because a lot of times we, we feel like, I guess, I don't know, personally as uh, Christians, oh, we read about these amazing things in the Bible, but sometimes we don't necessarily see them play out like... Um, uh, just like people being like in your average run-of-the-mill church services, you don't necessarily see people being healed all the time, although there are churches where that does happen. So you look back in the Bible and you're like, well, uh, God did miracles in the past. Why don't we see necessarily th these huge manifestations today? Mm -hmm. um, and um, the thing we have to remember, I believe, is that God is unchanging. So just because he worked miracles in the past, that doesn't mean that he won't do it now for yeah us. absolutely um so god is unchanging he desires to give us good things um so in the bible says uh, if you ask for bread um you won't get a scorpion because that would be that wouldn't be a good father even uh the pagans uh they wouldn't give their children a scorpion when they ask for bread mm -hmm. um and even so god desires to give us good things because he is our heavenly father um but a lot of times I believe that we uh, run short on patience for miracles to come about. I know personally in my life, um, because when I first moved out to Oklahoma, I thought it would take a miracle for me to get friends. <laughs> um, but here I am with Rex and I'm still waiting on that miracle. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Rex has been a great pal. Um, but I, I've, I've been... There seemed to be something that seem was seemingly impossible, but through a weird happening of circumstances, I met Rex and later some of my other friends. I mean, you might be able to say, oh, that can be explained away, but I give God the credit for that because that was a miracle for me. Rex, was there anything like that in your life that you can think of? Um, I'm um, putting you on the spot. I mean, there were, last year, I was really just wanting a, a job and a car and neither of those things seem to be happening all year and then right at the smack end of the year i um or a little bit before like last quarter of the year i got a job and then last month of the year i got a car and so it just it took quite a bit of waiting and patience but, yeah but um and it's simple things like that i think we expect miracles to be big displays but they're not they don't have to be big displays that's what we've kind of been trained from our knowledge of the bible like oh water into wine or raising the dead but it can be simple things like making small changes in our life that we're that we need more than anything else yeah um and in the bible we see in in like the gospels when jesus was healing people uh, we see a lot of uh, these big miracles, and those are just the ones that are recorded and written down. Uh, I think John tells us that um, all the things that Jesus did, there couldn't be, um, 
they wouldn't be able to fill the world with all the books that could be written about all that Jesus did on his time on earth. So I think that's really interesting because I feel like God or Jesus probably did a lot of small miracles that mm-hmm. uh, disciples maybe didn't feel like were <laughs> worth repeating. Yeah. But they may have been big for the people that were impacted by it. Definitely. But I, I just think that it's it's something to encourage our audience with, Rex, um, that now is not the time to give up. That God's timing is his timing and his will is his will. And he um, and those miracles that you maybe been praying for are not just falling on deaf ears. Absolutely. Um, all right. So I wanted to turn now to our advice segment. Advice. And this is going to be really interesting. What do you think about this, Rex? Uh, How to be homeschooled and somehow still cool. I think I will leave this to uh, Josh because this is a topic that I have no experience or understanding in. What? When I first met Rex, I was like, whoa, he's so cool. That's not true. It's not true? No, it's not. I, I know what you were thinking. Um, but so Rex, for those of uh, um, um, of our audience who are homeschooled, and to extension, uh, those who are not, I guess, how do we as homeschoolers become the the popular crowd? Huh? Oh, um, <laughs> don't <laughs> don't do it. It's not worth it. Just be cool with people. Mm. So you don't think that? So, but being popular is what we all strive for, right, Rex? <laughs> no. <laughs> well, it is in middle school, and then you give up later. <laughs> Wait, that's not what everybody does. What? Oh man. Oh. So, so how do we how do we make friends then? How? Um. I I like the fact that we've assumed that being popular is the only way to make friends. Hmm. Elaborate elaborate it's almost like you don't need everybody to be your friend which is something i'm still trying to teach myself (laughs) but something i with my people pleaser mindset have been trying to work through for a long time is you don't have to be friends with absolutely everybody but i also struggle with my introverted mindset of nobody wants to be friends with me so i don't put myself out there and you need to find a balance between those two things so you don't have to like make friends with all the people, but don't avoid all the people either. <laughs> wow, it's almost like there needs to be some in between here. Like having a few good friends. That's a great option. Yeah. Do things with people. Like if you get invited to a thing, you don't have to go to everything you're invited to, but try to go to things because meeting people and doing things with them is a great way to do things. Yeah, doing things is a great way to do things. That is honestly my favorite Rex quote of all time. Oh, yeah. yeah. So uh, when I was um, in, I guess it was middle school and early high school, uh, and I still do this, but um, <laughs> for different reasons, I guess. But to start off with, I started carrying around a pocket constitution to make me kind of stand out from the crowd. I got it for free <laughs> at the, the state fair, and I thought it was so cool. And I would pull it out from time to time, and people are like, what? Why do you have that? Mm-hmm. And like, some people would steal my constitution, and I'd have to chase them back and fight them for it still do um yeah but it it was i, I have a, a tough uh, a hardy constitution and um it has survived the ages it is wrapped in like packing tape <laughs> and 
cracked all over. It's yeah, great. but um, but so make have have something like that to you know stand out from the crowd. I'm not saying steal my idea to have a constitution, although you can do that. But um, get other important political documents and yeah, like, pocket size. <laughs> carry around a copy of joe the communist Biden's manifesto speech oh <laughs> same thing i mean no, basically <laughs> no no that's Mind not com? that's kidding all right um yeah carry around anything that's uh that's uh, just carry around i don't know uh the bill of rights oh wait that's war in and my peace pocket. by leo tolstoy oh yeah i'm sure the pocket edition of that would still not fit in your pocket it's the size of a small brick or maybe a large brick <laughs> Yeah, interesting. Okay. Um, but yeah, just have something that is unique to you. Right, Rex? Yeah, absolutely. Being unique is a great way to stand out, but you don't have to um, do Rex's way of being unique, which is talking all the time. Because I did that in middle school and I got in trouble for it until Ooh, I realized... I feel like there's a story here. Um, I mean, it's a short story. Basically, the homeschool co-op I was in, for those of you that don't know what it is, it's like homeschoolers get together and have classes. Anyway, homeschool co-op I was in. You can get strikes. If you get three strikes, you get expelled Ooh. from the co-op. And um, my first year, uh, my friend Zoe's mom, uh, I was in her class and it was a literature class. And I, uh, being 12-year-old Rex, liked to talk a lot. Uh-oh. And I talked incessantly and I would not shut up. And so I got two strikes in that class. Um, and then I just... Like next year, I didn't get any strikes and I never got any strikes ever again. And I finished that co-op through high school. So so um, I, I think that was the beginning of Rex not being as annoying as he was because I was obnoxious in middle school. <laughs> like he was like my friend Zoe's mom. So he's friends with all the moms in the co-op. Honestly, I was friends with so many more moms than I was with kids for such a long time. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. That, that like honestly through sophomore year i was friends with more moms at the co-op than i was with like actual kids there oh yeah interesting okay fun times yeah (laughs) all right so do we have uh do we have any peer questions uh we may have i believe we have one question from caleb also known as caleb and uh he asks what are your thoughts on flannel this is in reference to us sending out a picture on instagram uh of josh wearing a flannel and asking for some questions but before we get into caleb's question where can they find a place to send in these questions oh and yes ask us stuff? um send us a question uh, rex and josh cpr at gmail.com or or you can send them to us on social media at Rex and Josh CPR on Instagram and Twitter. We also on Instagram put out occasional question stickers on our story. So keep out an eye, keep an eye out for those because that's where Caleb was able to send it in this question. Keep out an eye. <laughs> yes, keep out an eye. That's we like uh, gouging. Eyes. If your eye causes you to sin, gouge it out <laughs> and keep it out for CPR, CPR questions. <laughs> uh, what's our question, Rex? The question from Caleb is, what are your thoughts on flannel? Oh, all right. So uh, me being the fashionable, um, fashionable. Fashionable, fashionable person that I am yes. uh, that can surely speak as well. Um, I think fennel is the epitome of fennel? style. Did I say fennel? You did. Uh, flannel. It's like fennel, um, except clothing. Uh, that flannel is the epitome of style and fashion. Wow. It's it's basically you you walk out into public wearing flannel and people are like whoa that one cool dude 
<laughs> yes, that's everybody. When they see you wearing flannel, they're just like, that one cool dude. And then they go on with their day. Mm -hmm. It's like an automatic reflex, like the doctor hitting your knee with the little hammer thing. It's hardwired into human beings. It's it's one of those deep instincts that you, you can't avoid not doing. Yeah, there are some people out there with a mutation. They're immune to that. Um, but most people will have that reaction to flannel when they see it. Uh, Rex, what are your thoughts on flannel? I think flannel is amazing. Um, I actually bought my friend a flannel for his birthday at one point, but I think everybody should probably own one. There's a, um, I, I'm friends with a group of, uh, with a family and they're just, their whole family had like wears flannel all the time. And it's amazing because every time I see them, I get hugs from people that are wearing flannel and it's soft and warm and amazing. So like, Get a flannel and hug people. In That's fact, my advice for life. I feel like flannel should just be mandatory. Uh, you know, mm. there's a mask mandate out now. I feel like there should be a flannel mandate. Cause no, but get a flannel mask and then your face will be soft Ooh, and warm. Nice. But and then you can't it will be breathe. hard to breathe. <laughs> but it would be nice for the yeah, five minutes and, that you have it on. <laughs> and Rex will enjoy hugging you because he likes the soft, warm... at gmail.com or at rex and josh cpr on instagram and twitter and keep an eye out for those question stickers on our story all right so i guess that about wraps up this awesome episode doesn't it rex it certainly does josh all right so uh, make sure you tune in next week and as always we will bring you awesome content um we'll start working on that and if you're looking for stuff on the side to support cpr other than listening and sending in questions you can absolutely check out our merch store that'll be in the links uh in our show notes and in our instagram and twitter bios so you can check that stuff out hey rex this uh what i'm wearing right now count as flannel no <laughs> but like don't have uh no computer please don't restart on me um but like to uh what <laughs> it just popped up it was like hey do you want to restart your computer right now <laughs> i liked how you had to take a moment to scratch your mustache <laughs> sorry my my nose is like super itchy from wearing a mask all day uh, and okay. so it's just like my whole face i need to moisturize or something but nice. okay